The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, the Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! No! Welcome, good evening, welcome to New York Talk, this is the Rotherham United podcast and back on the horse a little bit, um, a point at home to Preston North End on Saturday, quite a lot to cover from just a point, um, but we'll go through the goals, the decisions, the injuries, obviously there's injuries, because um, it's Rotherham United, so we'll cover all that over the next hour or so. We have Danny back with us, how are you doing Danny? I'm doing good mate, I'm at the Gorillas Beer Hall in Mexborough, talking to you guys, uh, had a few pints watching the uh, Sheffield United game, which was quite funny, if I'm being honest, <laughs> and um, I'm ready to talk all things from United now though. Yeah, I hope there's no Sheffield United fans watching, you know, they've switched off from Sheffield United to just watch some other football stuff and you just brought that up straight away, Danny. That's very kind of you for him. Ah, well. Uh, Kevin, you all back with us, how are you doing mate? Yeah, good mate. I wish I were in a beer all like Danny, but I'm in, I'm in man cave sipping Ribena. So, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Tom, Tommy, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Unlike both of you guys, I have no liquid on board, so I might have to go get one of the Brit now. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm all good. Good stuff. We've got a lot of people with us. Uh, there's a mixture of comments. Adam Coward says, Hi, guys, a quality performance. Um, YouTube user is with us. Says good evening, one and all. Yes, better, but still questions need to be answered. Um, Millerbird ninety nine Franks is with us for the first time tonight. Thank you for being with us, Millerbird. Appreciate you being with us. Um, Dave Lawton thought we were negative, touch negative on the post match yesterday. Um, we'll, come, we'll go through. We've got a lot of people with us. Thank you for being with us. Um, Kev, you obviously want the answer, so I'm interested in your thoughts. Just we'll talk about the specifics in a minute because there's a lot of specifics to talk through. But what were your general feels at full time when the final whistle goes and you've got a point? What were your general feelings on the game? Uh, I guess like everybody else, top, you're playing top of the table, you'd have took the point. But mm. we we know um as home form's key to stay up this year. So even though it's top of the table and it's a point, you still gotta be winning 
your home games. And I, I, I'm not sure we did enough in the game to win it. If I'm honest, I think Preston were the better team. They were, they were on, they were on to us from the the offset. Um, obviously, Hugo's goal was a great goal. Um, but a point, I'm happy with a point, even though I think we do need three three points when we're playing zone games. But yeah, all in all, I'd have took it against top of the table. Mm. Tom, you about same? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've got to take that into consideration that they are top of the table and there's a reason why they're there, even this early on. And then to come away with something um, and something that's, you know, perhaps a deserved something is, again, another another indication of how vital our home form is going to be this season, um, especially considering the contrast with the away form that we've seen the last couple of games. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Tony, obviously, we were... I don't think we were critical yesterday on the interaction. I thought we were. I felt realistic to be honest with you. I didn't want to do it too high, too low. Are you, are you still the same same feelings and thoughts from yesterday of the changes yesterday? Um, I still feel a bit the same. To be fair, like don't get me wrong, it was an improvement on the Millwall mm. game because Millwall was dire. Um, but at the same time, there were still some lingering issues from that game as well. Like I say, we improved, but it's nowhere near the performance against Norwich. You know, uh, like we've done well to get a draw against top of the league. We're still unbeaten. We've technically knocked them off top of the league by drawing with yeah. them. Um, but for me, there's still a few questions. You know, like even though I still think Victor was fouled uh, for the build-up for their goal, he's still a free man in the box. You know, he's not being picked up. There were times where the defence weren't picking the men up. Um, Tyler Blackett, yeah, it's a much improved performance. But again, it's nowhere near his performance against Norwich. And if Norwich is the bar that we've set, we need to be trying to get there every single time that we play because that's how well we can play. Um, but in, on paper, yeah, it's a good result. It's a draw against a team that's unbeaten. But from what we've seen of Rotherham before that, it's still below par. But I'm just happy that we didn't lose and get battered, if I'm being honest. And that's what a lot of Rotherham fans have said to me. Thank Christ we didn't get battered by Preston. Thank Christ we drew. And I think we'd all took a draw before kick-off, wouldn't we? Yeah. 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 Well, Ryan Lowe said, obviously, referring to Preston, but he said, if you don't win those games, you've got to not lose them. And I think that's very yeah. similar for us. If you're not going to beat top at league, try not to, at home, um, try not to lose. Yeah. Uh, before we move into the game, probably we should just start with this. Um, Aaron Bush says, love for Josh Vickers, RIP Law. Yeah. Josh Vickers' partner sadly passed away uh, in the week. Uh, we tweeted something out earlier, but your thoughts, love, and everything to Josh Vickers and his family is tragic yeah. news for him. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he's felt the love on from all the other fans and Derby fans and football in general um, over the week. So yeah, terrible news. Terrible, terrible news. Um, let's move on to the game, Kev. Jordan Hugel. Jordan Hugel divides opinion. I think it's fair to say. Um, but the goal itself was a was a reminder of what Jordan Hugel can do. Not just the finish, but the actual pressing yeah. of the man, winning the ball, doing a bit of dirty work, and then being being so It's it's that's what. He can do, and maybe want to see a bit more of that side of his game. I, I think, I think that goal is brilliant as it was, and I'm you know more more than happy it happened. That mm. just added to my frustration, Jordan Hugo, because that's what he can do. We know he can mm. do that. I want to see more of that. I don't want to see more of backing into defenders and ducking down and winning free kicks. Yeah. I want to see that. Um, mm. But then you know, on the flip side, it was a great goal. Um, and I think I listened to the um, the commentary afterwards. Um, <laughs> and I think the less pain and Matty Goodwin. <laughs> Commentary just about yeah. sums up. I think the whole Rotherham fan base. You've got Matt Goodwin saying, "Oh, what are you? and then look, guys, playing. No, no. Oh, it's just 
yeah, it was just madness. But yeah, I, th- I think the game in general, um, yeah, I, I, I disagree with Danny on something. I, I don't think it was foul on Victor. I, I think he was. Do you not? No, I've watched, I've seen it from a different angle. And I'm not sure. I just think he was just, he's not the biggest goalkeeper, is he? That, that kid who had it in is about six foot nine or something. It's crazy. Um, I just think he, he just couldn't get nowhere near it. It was one of them things. But I, you know, we've had him given, I know in the other game when uh, Hugo had one disallowed, I don't think that was a foul on the Leicester goalie. So, um, yeah, we seem to be outdone by that. But back to the Hugo mm-hmm. one, yeah, great goal, divided opinions. I, I'm I'm still not. Joe is massively out for me. Mm. It, it was his sixth goal against former clubs, Tom. Seven goals, yeah. six of against former clubs. Thankfully, we'll play another one on Saturday. Uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> later in the week. But, yeah. um, we saw parts of a very, very good Jordan Hugo. I think I was right. I thought we saw some bad parts of Jordan Hugo. The, the way he goes down so softly is frustrating. Mm. Um, but I suppose it's part of his game because he wound up uh, Jordan's story some absolutely rotten. Mm. So maybe, maybe he, well, he scored, didn't I suppose? So we've got to praise him. Yeah, no, exactly like Kev said. It's it's weird how much of an, a, a, um, a different kind of striker he turns into, especially at home and especially against teams that um, he's previously played for. It's almost like he needs to be fired up to play to his best, which... Um, you know, can be good, can be bad. In this, in a lot of cases, it is good. But I agree. I just he, he tries to win, win, uh, tries to win free kicks way too easily for me. The ducking down and the trying to win him when I know it's tough, especially playing for us and especially um, with some of the caliber of refereeing in this league to win those kind of fouls. It's it's so tough, but you've got to make more of an effort for me. And I just think. Yeah, it's just it's frustrating to see what he can do and what he sometimes does do. Um, but yeah, the best and the worst one was definitely showed on on Saturday. It looks like Danny's got a friend wanting to join in. <laughs> Majority um, of filming from a pub. Yeah, no, it's just yeah. Anyway, but yeah, no, it was um, it's tough and it, it makes you wonder what um, what Nombe offers that's different, or also mm. what Nombe offers that is. Um, almost simultaneous with what Hugo offers. Do you play two? Do you play three? How do you get the best out of him? How do you get the best out of other strikers in the team? Um, yeah, it's it's tough, but it's it's. I don't know. I, I personally feel like it's all kind of going to come and gel together, but we shall see. Yeah. Um, Scott Grundy says just because Hugo scored a great goal doesn't make him a good player. He plays the man, never the game. Yeah, I agree. I don't with think that's actually a bad thing. I think it's good, right, to play the man sometimes. And I think you can win a foul. I just think he overdoes it. He yeah. just does it four or five times a game more often than he should do. I think that's the frustration. Um, I thought, I thought, though, Danny, in the second half when he had a strike, I know we were forced into the change, but I thought when he had a striker next to him, it was green. I thought he looked better. He looked better with somebody alongside him. I thought certainly yesterday for me. Yeah, I agree to be fair. I mean, um, even though he's got the two men out wide in Oni Dimmer and Green. Uh, when we're in a three up top, he's still really isolated because he's only like the one out and out striker. Um, but when he's got like the man next to him or slightly behind him, you know, he's got the runner off his shoulder. And it's what Ronnie Moore observed um, when he talked about it on Radio Chef. He needs that man next to him because then he doesn't play to his full strength. If he's got the people out wide who can whip the ball into the box, it can feed off those headers or, you know, the second ball if it doesn't get cleared properly. But if he's playing as, you know, a proper centre-forward, he needs the man behind him. He's a bit like Michael Smith in that regard. Like, remember when Michael Smith had David Ball bang behind Mm. him? That's almost the best we had out of Michael Smith. Not 
goal-wise, but performance-wise, I think. Mm. Uh, and Hugo's almost the same, and he's that man, but I think Hugo needs him next to him rather than behind him. And if it's like Hugo and, and Nombe and Paul Green in the two, like we saw in pre-season, I think that's mm. where we saw the best. But with this, as is like the out-and-out centre-forward, he's still too isolated. Mm. And unless we want Hugo to feed off set pieces and not from open play, we need the two. You know, we need the two. We need someone to come short with Hugo. You know, it's like it's like we've seen where Green's gone really out out wide on the left, and um, Onya Dim has come short and almost stood next to Hugo, and and we've scored from that. Mm. You know, but um, yeah, Hugo up top on his own, he's just too isolated. And if he doesn't get service from out wide, we've seen it against Millwall and Huddersfield. He can't really do anything, can he? Um, no. But I agree, a good goal doesn't make it a good performance from Hugo, but at the same time, mm. it's an absolute cracking finish, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. You certainly can't take that away from him. Um, we certainly wouldn't try and take it away from him. Um, moving on to their goal, Kev. It, I think it's value. I, I can see why it's not given sort of. It's like, it's like I mentioned, the frustration for the Leicester game when it was getting, pull, uh, getting called off, uh, ruled out, whatever the word is. Yeah. Um, but they had a spell in that second, that first half, where they had corner after corner after yeah. corner. We, we just couldn't get out, and I think that's something we really need to work on, that when we're under a bit of pressure, under a bit of mm. cosh, mm. we need to find a way out, because it just felt inevitable that they were going to score before after I thought, and obviously, eventually it came. Yeah, it did. I think, I think that, like I said we got before, I, I felt like the runners from, from the kickoff, they had mm. they were using the wide men very well, especially down the left-hand side, Um they were terrorising. We 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 couldn't know the zipping balls into the box. Um, thankfully, no one on the, on the end of them. But it were coming. You, you could feel it were coming. And I don't know what we've got to do to stop that happening. Apart from mm. defend better, but we were conceding silly corners. Um, and and yeah, it, it were always going to come. And like I said, I, I don't think it were, I can see. I can see why people thought it would be a foul and split split divides again. Mm. But um. Good header, to be fair. Good, good corner, mm. but they were doing it all again. That's something they had a set piece about ten minutes before, and it, it took about a minute to take a corner. It was really weird. Ages, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was taking ages, but it was a very, very well planned routine. Mm. They had a guy drop shot. He he bypassed it, and a guy on the edge of the area, free shot. Luckily, mm. tanked it, but that could have been one-one. But we just mm. need to see it out. It was almost like the ground. It was a very weird atmosphere yesterday. We were one 0 mm. up, and it, it we all felt like. They'll be equalised. It would be bizarre. It would be really strange. Yeah, yeah it was a very subdued atmosphere yesterday, mm. which was quite strange. Um, Preston, in general, Tom, thoughts on top at league? Uh, I thought they moved the... Certainly the first half, I thought they moved the ball. When they were defending, they moved, turned defence into attack very, very well. I thought they were really quick without mm. being just long ball. Um, other than that, I thought they were a typical championship team, to be honest with you. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you, yeah. I mean, the way that you said it then is is pretty pretty spot on. They are typical championship team, tidy on the ball, can move it quick. Phases of play where they look good, but then other phases of play where they look average and 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 look beatable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it time will tell. I guess I think their striker was a handful. Uh, I think Blackett dealt with him really well, but I think he looked he looked very good. Um, they remind me a bit of Luton, to be honest with you. Pretty well organised, yeah. pretty yeah, clever on ball, smart how they deal with games, but unspectacular. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think maybe, yeah, they seem justified for where they are at the minute. And probably, you know, if you watch any of their other games, it's probably the same performance week in, week out, and they get the results or they don't. Um, but that kind of style never changes the structure and the 
kind of hundred percent from every player. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, you know, you can see them doing well, but not exceptionally well. Um, mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, but yeah, uh, that's all. You, all you can really say is that they're just a they're a championship side, and 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 that's that's the caliber that we're going to be getting every game. Mm -hmm. So if we can compete mm -hmm. with those every game, then yeah. Well, we were saying for a while, if you if you're consistent in championship, you'll find yourself in the playoff. If Preston can be consistent, mm. that's yeah. probably why they find themselves where they are. Exactly. John Morrell, obviously, Birmingham fan says he was amazed when Preston, where they played last week, uh, that they were top. They looked really poor. One own goal and scored the only good chance they had. Uh, fair play to them, but they can't be sustainable. Mm. That's poss possibly true. Um, Danny, we'll just finish. We don't want to talk about Preston all night, but just your general <laughs> thoughts on on them. Could you see? A sustained promotion push from them. Um, <clears throat> if I'm being completely honest, the way I saw Preston play against us, yeah, they'll be up the top end this season. But uh, if I'm being honest, their way of playing at the minute is only sustainable for like so long. They seem to have really hit the ground running. Don't get me wrong, it's an achievement that they're unbeaten mm. yet and they've put some good results in. Um, they don't seem to be a team that's free-flowing with how many goals they score, but they seem to be quite, quini quite clinical, shall I say, um, with going forward. But that can only be so long. They will hit a point where they'll hit a rough patch of form uh, and, that, and that may see them drop off. Don't get me wrong, they're an amazing team at the moment. Um, they've only just been knocked off the perch at the top by us, which is some achievement, if I'm being honest. Um but it's one of them sides where I can see them keeping this going until maybe December, January, and then they'll have a drop-off. Yeah. Um, they may squeak into the playoff, if I'm being honest, but I can't really see them getting automatic, that's for sure. There'll be a handful later in the season after they've strengthened in January. Um, but I think it's almost like we've played them at the wrong time but got a result out of it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. we've played them whilst they are the informed team in the division. Yeah. Uh, but we've still got a result out of it, which is fair enough. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't see it being sustainable of its season because we haven't seen a quote-unquote mucky result that you see mm -hmm. from promotion winning side. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but, you know, I've got no malice against Preston. I wish them all the best, but I just can't see it lasting the entire season. To oh. be I think you've got to give a bit of credit. Matt, uh, Matt Taylor mm -hmm. spoke in the lounge before the game and he was talking about how Preston have the built this side over the last two or three seasons. Um, and you look at their, if you looked at their team sheet, there were no, there were no real standout stars, recognizable names. And you, uh, they're just a solid championship team, like you said, Matt. So you've got to give them credit for that. They've built, they've yeah. built it and they're hanging in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. They've, they've built, they've built it up over the last few seasons. And I think it's, um, for us anyway, it's a model to aim for, you know, that slow process of building the team up season on season. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and that's why I disagree with people calling for Taylor's head, if I'm being honest, because like it's the slower process. Yeah. I mean, look at Preston, they've built this team up, they'll be up the top end this season. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, yeah, just for me personally, I can't see it being sustainable. Yeah. Mm. Not this year, maybe. We you never know. Results-wise, player-wise, yeah, results-wise, maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and then half-time came, Kev. That last five minutes for after was an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, considering the goal and Cam Humphreys goes to sprint literally on the stroke of half time. Yeah. Um, popped his hamstring and we're left with one centre half on the pitch for the second half. And yeah. I think, although it wasn't a particularly great performance, I think certainly the back five, well, six including Victor, 
deserve a massive amount of credit in that second half because mm. yes, we came under a lot of pressure, mm. but you never felt you never felt like they were destined to score. We felt still felt fairly solid with one centre half on pitch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that last five minutes, that first half, pretty much sums up Rotherham. It's just that yeah. it's just our, our look. Uh, I actually think it were it were a foul on Camunfield. I think I think mm. you were pushed or pulled, which made him which made him tweak. So, but obviously that went unmissed. Um, but yeah, obviously I think Revan. Obviously I was looking, thinking who can come on, who, who actually can mm. come on here. Um, obviously Revan came on, and I, I do think the defense, like you said, they deserve a lot of credit because they, they looked solid that second half. And I think mm. Preston had the, the well, we it was, it, I think Blackett at the post wasn't it? could have been an own it goal. Did, yeah. And Victor yeah. made a couple of quality saves again, but apart from that, they didn't really do us any damage. It was destined to be a one-one draw. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's a job that Tyler back. It, it's good that it's almost good, Tom. And I don't, don't, I'm not sure about this actually, but it's almost good that Tyler Blackett stayed on because he mm. is clearly a bit more of a lead and Bobby than Cam Humphries. Cam Humphries is an excellent player, but I think Cam, uh, Tyler Blackett is a better organizer, so he was able to help Corey <clears> Bramall, who was not a centre half, and Dexter was a kid. Really, yeah. just stay in the shape, stay in that line, and and just make things really, really difficult for Preston when they try to turn up a bit of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think I've mentioned it a couple of weeks ago where it, it was almost like we were lacking a leader in that back four, and um, he's kind of started to come into his own a bit and taking that leadership role himself. Um, and it showed none more than than yesterday. Um, like you said, Brown's not a centre half, and neither's neither's Dexter, but they both did, you know a standard centre half job and um it's it's gonna be interesting. I know we're not talking about it now, but it's gonna be an interesting pick on Saturday to see if he does the yeah. same thing, to see if he changes it, to see if somebody's fit, you know. I don't know about anyone else, but if it's the same back three again, back five again, it's gonna to be tough, uh mm. tough against that Cardiff front two who caused us a lot of issues last time we played him. Mm. Um don't know if it's the same two now exactly, but you can't imagine yes. they would have changed very much. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. But you've just got to look at it and think um, <clears throat> that with the injuries that we've got, it's it's so tough for Taylor to do anything different. Um, mm. And I'm not I'm not envious of it in the slightest. Um, I've not yet read about how far off Hacks is. It doesn't sound as promising though. Not next week. Probably after international break. Yeah. So it's not it's not a promising sight on all of them uh, injury fronts. So. Look, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but hopefully it's a um, yeah. Who knows? I was going to say hopefully dip into the free agent market, but even that's not an option now, that. is it? No. Yeah. I don't know where we anymore, but when I was walking out of the ground, I talked to Colin Bramwell, and he was limping. Oh god! <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. So yeah, we've got three since three specialist centre halves out injured. We've got as backup centre half and Pelty out injured, and as backup backup centre half and Dolphin. He's obviously now injured. Mm. Um, that's pretty lucky. Um, back a bit more positive then. Let's stick with positives where we can. Uh, a lot of people saying that Tyler Blackett was man of the match for them. Um, how highly did you rate his performance? One to ninety. You're shaking your head a little bit. Um, I mean, with Tyler Blackett, yeah, it, it was a bit of a um, a rock at the back. Don't get me wrong, but um, <clears throat> for me, he still lost the ball a little bit too much. I think the man of the match it was Victor. If I'm being honest. Mm. Like said on the game, he said on the post-match reaction, you know, Victor made a lot of stunning saves, both in the first half and the second half. Like, the double save in the second half cemented Victor as man at match for me because they're two goal-saving blocks that he's done as the goalkeeper. Um, 
I sort of get why they did why they gave it to Jordan Hugo with sponsors, but for me, it's it's Victor every day at week. Victor is the guy who keeps us in matches, even when we've conceded two or three goals. Victor's still man at match, mm. you know the super performances that he puts in. <clears throat> um, but yeah, Tyler had a much improved game. Don't get me wrong, but I think Victor still edges it. Yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree with that. Completely agree. Um, as the second half went on, Kev, how do you think we we set it in terms of away from the defensive performance? Because that was one of those games that we could sort of look at the attacking mm. set up and sort of because we defended quite solidly. We didn't create enough, and I don't think Hugo and played badly in the second half. Particularly, no. I thought Green played okay with him, but we still didn't. I don't think we tested their keeper in the second half, so that is a worry that we maybe sacrifice too much defensively to not let us score. I suppose. Yeah, I think so. And you're right with Green. He made, he made some really, really good runs in behind mm. the defenders, um, controlled it well and um, got in some good good, good positions. And it's, it's not a witch hunt against Hugo. I just think mm. I think he could do a lot more for for the, for the calibre mm. player he is because he, he is an absolute quality player. You know, he's played at the very highest level um, and, he's on, and he's on an absolute wedge as well. So I just think we, could, we should get more out of him. Um, but I, personally, I'd, I'd have made some changes before. I was impressed that Taylor brought Nombe on Mm. Um, as an attacker and brought, I think he brought a midfield off camera. It was, um, yeah, so I'm impressed with that rather than rather than sit back like we normally would have done and and, and sort it up. I think I reckon with that. I'd have liked to have seen, I'd like to have seen Kelly come on a bit before, um, yeah, and I would have took Yugo off not because we're playing badly because I think he had a good, he did have a good game, he's got a great goal, but I'd have just liked to have seen how Green and maybe Kelly or Green and Eve's worked getting in behind mm. just something different, um, yeah, but, a bit of energy, a bit, a bit, a bit yeah. of something different for Kelly, yeah, definitely, yeah. No, I agree. Um, Tom, it's very early days on Nombe. And I didn't mm-hmm. say this on the post-match yesterday, I don't think, but I'm struggling with him a little bit. I, I know it's early days and I don't want to dig him out. Mm. But I haven't seen anything just yet to sort of say, yeah, I can sort of see why this is good. I can see why what he's going to bring. Mm. I'm struggling a tiny bit, and I feel harsh saying that to be honest with you, Tom, but I am struggling with Nombe a little bit. Well, I, but I'll be honest, the only reason that you're saying that you feel harsh saying it is because it demanded such a big fee. If it was probably, a... If it was a smaller fee or a free transfer, we'd be saying, "Well, what's the what's the point in him?" And I, 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 I agree with you. I think you know it's he's clearly got something about him. Mm. Has to have for to demand that fee and to score as many goals as he did in League One last season. It's not always going to be an easy step up, but the cameos and the flashes that he's come on. He's not done much, but I think as fans, as soon as we start to get on him as much as we could potentially get on him, that's when it will go downhill. So I think to give him as much breadth of po- as possible, um, there's clearly physical size to him that are good. He's he's quite quick, he's direct, and he and he's he's big and he, he's strong. He's got all the traits to be a good striker. It's just about trying to find that first goal. Um, yeah, and to be fair to him i mean he's not starting he started one game in five four four three, three, what whatever it is we've not created for created anything for him in those in those games have we i suppose exactly we've not created anything at all especially for a player of his caliber if that makes sense so balls in behind rather than to his uh than in the air um He's not really had a chance to play in his natural position. I think he play he likes to play in a um in a two as well. So, you know, we'll we'll have to see. We've not since he's joined, we've not had a game where we've played well with him on. Mm. So it's tough to see him play well when we're struggling, if that makes yeah. any sense. Um but yeah, 
it's it's tough. It's early doors, but clearly Taylor saw something in him. Um, I think you've just got to have have the belief that we we've signed so many players that fit us in the past. I think even Klukas is a is a great signing for us. Um, so you've just got to have trust that Nombe is as well, and, and his time will come. I hope. Uh, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, and it was just a, it was just a, again. Uh, an unlucky signing, but I, I I hope it comes off for him, and I think mm. it will do. Uh, it's just about finding that right moment, right game, right system, and then hopefully he uh, hopefully he flies from there. I think yeah. it highlights a few things with number. I think it highlights the fact that there is a massive gap in League One and Championship. Mm. And let's not forget, it was only a year ago we were in League Two. I think it was in Exeter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and he's clearly a, uh, he's been playing the team what's been doing well, i.e., going from promotion from League One and just missed out on players in League. Sorry, promotion to League Two, missed out on players in League One. So he's playing with a lot of confidence in the team around him. Where he's coming to our team, who's lacking confidence, uh, and yeah. I think it's affecting him. But I think I, I'm I give him give him time. I, I'm yeah, I'm absolutely. confident he's going to come good. Yeah, I'm sure it will. People asking why he's not starting. Sam Davis says why he's not starting. And Chris Nichols sort of answers that Nombe's playing in a struggling team. Uh, and the step on everything Kev just mentioned. Um, I'm, I'm sure it will. I, I certainly hope he does. We all hope he does. Um, Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah. Uh, Danny, would you like to see him? I'm not going to jump too far into Cardiff, but could you see him just dumping him in at Cardiff and just saying, Eagle, I'd like like we did at Millwall, but obviously that didn't work. Oh, that's a very good question, to be fair. Um, part of me is like, you know, we played really well Um against Preston in places like could we see the same the same team and same formation set up and you know we've got a week or so of training to get it sorted maybe like obviously we have to take Humphreys out uh, and bring somebody else in but with um with Numbay it's an interesting one because you know I said I'd like to see him start against Preston because he offers something different you know he's he's quick mm. and a bit unorthodox like Kelly is but um, you know, uh, Hugo's got the experience in this division, and, and he sort of, in some regard, knows what he's doing, and is a bit more of a leader up top. Um, but with Nombe, it sort of reduces that leader element. But I don't, I don't know. Like this is a, a question for you lads as well. To be fair, like, do we just go standard four four two away from home? You know, because you're think we need that body in midfield. We were the players, but also you've still got your your two up top. You know, like it's an interesting puzzle to work out, isn't it? Like, what do we think? Do we go four four two, or do we stick with um, four three three away from home? We need extra body at middle for me. We 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 really struggled against Millwall. We were so light in the midfield, and we I think we did play three at midfield. 
Um, if it were if there were two in there, it'd been well a bit worse. I don't think it would be much worse to be honest with you. Um, but I want to see two up top, and, and I think everybody else is pr- probably pretty much the same. So it's difficult. It's definitely difficult. Uh, Kev, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see. It. We've, we've got to try something different away from home. Um, you know, yeah. if, if if we lose, like we, we quite possibly will. <laughs> at least at least try something different. At least show the fans that we are trying something. Um, but we've we've got to. I'd like to see. Him. I'd, I'd chuck them all on. I'd, I'd play four two four and get them all up from. <laughs> let's see what happens. <laughs> why not? Let's do it, uh, Danny. Why has somebody turned the light off where you sat? Anyway, you just plunged into darkness a minute ago. What happened then? Last orders. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that, yeah exactly that. It's last orders. It was actually. Um, yeah, it is last orders. We've had none oh, about last orders. Yeah, in Greece. That's why I was in front. It's only half eight. I know. Last orders at half eight. Well, it's um, it's out of season now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Get him in then. Let us bone float. Um, Holly says we're missing Jamie and Ian Bradley says the player we miss more than any was Cafu the only creative player in the squad yeah I mean Klukas was good and we will come on to Klukas in a minute Tom but so, so I listened to Radio Sheffield way out, way out from stadium and there was a guy at radio saying that if Cafu played yesterday we win that game yeah. now he's probably right because we yeah. just lack something to help Fugle yeah. to help Nombe to just create something we just lack a lot of creativity at the minute yeah, no, definitely. We've got we've got two engine houses and a, and a and a sweeper in that midfield at the minute, and it's not it's not it's not not lacking creativity, but it's not got that edge to it that Cafu had. I mean, the set plays, set pieces that he brought, he brings alone is just is yeah. is a different level. But you could argue that we're mi- we're missing a whole a whole squad at this point through injuries, and it's it's yeah. ridiculous at this point. I mean, we spoke to Te- we spoke to Taylor. Uh, just before pre-season and, and the and the thing about the training grounds and, and the improvements mm-hmm. there and he, he hoped that that would be um an improvement to injuries but in in regards to how many hamstrings are getting flung and just torn and, and whatnot it's there's <coughs> something something wrong there um mm-hmm. but yeah I, th- I think we're missing we're not just missing individual players we're missing depth we're missing because I, I think I think I can't remember who I think Taylor might have said it that that injury that injury to Humphreys happens because he's been playing for the last season yeah. consistently at a high level um, and it's and it and he's not wrong every single game he's been a part of um, but yeah it's just it's 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 getting on top of us now and it's it's starting to look like the risks that we took with these injury prone players are not paying off um, which. People can say, yeah, we, we we should have seen this coming, but in terms of the calibre of play that we were bringing in, we weren't, we weren't going to bring in that calibre of play without a little bit of a, a side contract to it um, yeah. in regards to how they how fit they were. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we are missing so many, so many players. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's where you can really say, you know, the individual quality will come back and it, and it will come back, but how quickly and how many are going to leave before that individual quality comes back in as well how many more are going to get injured so you know it's uh it's tough yeah i think matt tiller said his post match yesterday that they were asked by state about it and he sort of basically said this is the money we've got to spend these are the best best kind of players we've got we can't spend the mm-hmm. money on on young players and even if you buy a bunch of injured players kevin who've got bad injuries it's still really unlikely that eight of them will get injured at the same time but it, I've noticed from other clubs, there seems to be a lot of other pl- other clubs having the same issues this season. Yeah. It, is, it just seems an odd time in football, really. It's just a bit weird. 
Yeah, it is. I, I, I don't think I don't think there's anything untoward happening in training. The yeah. training ground's not fit for well. We know the training ground's not fit for papers, but the pitch is absolutely fantastic out there. It's mm. like for like like the New York Stadium pitch. So mm. it's not that. I just think it's really really bad luck. Um, I don't think we're doing anything wrong at all. It's just really unfortunate, and we have mm. got some absolute probably set. Is it seven or eight? Like who would be in our yeah. start eleven or, or there or thereabouts in the starting eleven missing? Um, but it's, it's when we get them back and, and how soon we get them back. Um, mm. But you're right about the creativity. That, that for me, that's all. I'm not saying we'd have won if Cafu would have played like other guy, but we, it certainly would have helped the, the cause. Just someone mm. pinging some balls, you know, like I said, set pieces. And we've mm. talked about them before, but one of our best ever set piece players and passed the ball sat on bench at Middlesbrough, not even getting close to a start. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd have him back in January all day long. Mm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, and it is on that front line yesterday, Danny. If we talk about talk about injuries again, this is a reason we couldn't push on. So, in normal circumstances, it'd be great to bring Jamie Lindsay on on 70th minute or Shane mm. Ferguson just to mm. add a bit of quality with left foot, add a bit of engine at midfield. We, we just can't make those changes at the key times in the game. And I, I just had that feeling of dread that we would just concede just because we couldn't change. So, I think we deserve a bit more credit just for not folding and sticking to the task because we were desperate for that extra change. Yeah, I, I agree to that. It's like <clears throat> we saw Preston bringing on, you know, three players at once, at one yeah. point. And, it's uh, only. <laughs> and, you, and you look at it and just go, um, Gareth, uh, just to be, uh, not to be that guy, but just sit down. Yeah, thank you. But um, with it, with those extra changes, like you know, like bringing Lindsay on to midfield, like you're saying, even making the defensive change, or with Humphreys coming off and bringing Grant Hall on, that'd be, you know, the ideal situation. But we're in the the time frame where nobody's back yet, and we're still waiting for extra bodies. And um, then it's like one person substitutions, which you don't really see that often now. We've got the five sub rule. Um, I thought it was a bit strange that it was just non-bed coming on, but then it's like. Who else do you bring on? You know, in this current situation, you know, like with with Bramall, like the obvious switch is Ferguson um, to give that delivery, but he's not back yet. Don't get me wrong, um, the young lad's done really well in the face. Uh, he came out on the left hand side, yeah. Um, but then with Humphreys going off, it's crying out for someone like Hall or Morrison just to slot in and be, you know, your senior figure at the back. But we've got no other option. And I think mm. that's one thing that really changed the second half. We had no out-and-out replacement for Humphreys. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It does, it does seem a weird thing. Like John's mentioned before, Birmingham have got six senior players out. We've got mm. six senior players out. Uh, some clubs are getting some players back and got injured in pre-season. We're still waiting mm. on a lot of the players. It's like, what's going on? Is it something in the water that's making everyone injured or something? You know, you know what I mean? But... At the same time, we can joke about it, but when it comes to, you know, like mid to late October, when we've got nearly a full-strength squad, will we see a different modern United, you know, when mm. we've got everyone back? That's the, that's the question that keeps floating around my head, anyway. The potential's there. The potential's there to a really, really sensible season. Um, it's, not, it's not playing out that way yet, though, sadly. Um, Sam Klukas, Tom, he made his second start. Second start. Um mm. He's a very he's a good championship player. He, he gets mm. around the pitch pretty well. Um, he's another one of those you just got to try and keep fit as best you can. Yeah. He did flag towards the end, I think, which is understandable. Um, yeah. But he's going to be a really, really useful player. Yeah, and, and the key word that you use there is useful because if 
Kafu comes back relatively soon. Um, mm. Does he come in for him? Do you, do you rotate it a bit more? Because he, he's a, he is a very good player, but he, he's getting on. And, and like a lot of Stoke fans said, if you can keep him fit, he's a good player. But keeping him fit is is tough because um, he's been very injury hit in the last two years, which for two years is, um, again, it, it's so it's so tough to come back from it and um, not be scared about getting that injury again. Um, but yeah, he's he's a great player. He's he's a steady player. He's um he's a bit of class, a bit of technical, uh, a bit of a technical engine house, similar to Ollie, just a more experienced Ollie, I, I think, with a bit more class to him. Um, he's got a good good left foot on him. Um, mm. Can put some good set pieces in. Uh, can put some good, um, you know, picks a picks a pass well, covers the ground well. I, yeah, I think I think he'll be a great asset. If he, is he a starter? I I, I don't know. Some games yes, some games no. That rhymed. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. He's he's a he's a um, yeah useful asset. I'd, I'd say I was I was I'm I'm consistently impressed with him uh, whenever I see him play. Yeah, if we had a full foot midfield, it'd have a serious headache to pick from one of Matt Taylor. We you'd have to drop Holly or drop something. Like T- we haven't mentioned Ti, who had a really good game yesterday. We'd be having an absolute headache with that midfield if half of them were fit. Is he is. Um, just on a side note, yeah, he got to a point now where he's undroppable. Do you do you think? I think so. Yeah, I think he's doing what Conor Cummins did eventually. Mm. Um, he's doing his best to fill in the Dan Barlas role without the quality at either end of the pitch. Mm. Um, but I thought it was excellent again, again yesterday, Kev. He just yeah. he looks after the ball, and I just yeah. when I see him on the ball, it just makes me as a fan feel a little bit better because I just don't think he's going to lose it. He just yeah. help, helps calm everything down. It feels like for me. Yeah, you can see that a little bit of extra class. Kind, he's he's got it. He's he's got that calmness um mm. and he's not the most most orthodox player he looks looks a bit awkward sometimes on ball but mm. he, he just seems to mm. pull it together and make, make the right decisions um but going back to Klukas I think he's I think last quality I think he's mm. getting better each game as well um and the difference is differences to Rathbone is very similar he's very similar to Jim Lindsay as well to be fair one of them biting mm. midfielders who gets mm. gets stuck in um, but I think it makes the it makes the better decisions. Um, there were a couple of times yesterday, Ollie for me were dwindling on the ball and could have put a cross yeah. in sooner. Klukas on the other side, the ball comes out to me, whips it straight in. A couple of times yeah. he did it. Um, yeah. And Rathbone is fantastic. is an absolutely unbelievable player. But I think he could learn off Klukas and look at how he plays and thinks, right, maybe I should be doing that different or next time, whip it mm-hmm. in a bit quicker. Um, but I think he's brilliant. I think he's a great addition and. It yeah. probably, probably up there with one of the man of matches yesterday for me. I thought it was outstanding. Yeah, I think Ollie's been off it for last at least yeah. the last two games, probably even other's field game. Last three games, his, his levels have dropped a bit, but that could be down just playing every game. You mean, time out, television mentioned Cameron Fitz playing a lot of times where he's got injured. Could be sort of Ollie had his Ollie injury from last season. He's not getting a second to sort of come out of the team mm-hmm. um, and not play at the minute. Uh, Martin Holland says, What about Bowler? Maybe he could fill in at the back. Not an option, not in the squad. The squad's been filled. Yeah. Um, so Talaji Bowler is, is unavailable. But in fairness, Danny, with the with the situation we're in, we don't need another left sided defender, particularly. We've got Cohen Bramwell filled him admirably at left centre back yesterday, and revenue was very, very solid at left at left wing back. So I don't actually think we need Bowler. No, it's um it's a case of them players stepping up, in mm. my opinion, like, and they won't be asked to step up, you know, for the rest of the season or, or whatever like that. It's just a, a plug-in hole sort of thing that we've had to deal with at the minute. Um, but like you say, 
Bramall's done the job at left side of centre back. Then Revan's come on and done the wing back role. Um, so we've got we've got the pegs to put in the holes basically. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's a shame about Bowler not being part of the squad and you know this and other. But we've got the options, um, and it's not quite all hands to the pumps until you know, like Ferguson's back and the other centre halves are back. But it's giving me a confidence that we've got players who can fill in. You know, and, and like you say, Bramwell did a very good job at left side and centre back, even though we were forced into that into that change. Um, and Blackett was the only out and out centre half on the pitch, but you know it worked. You know it worked against a team who know how to attack, um, <clears throat> and that gives me more confidence going forward that we've got options to like rotate it round a little bit um, if. Like I said, push comes to shove, and we need to make those changes. Like in an ideal world, Humphreys has gone off, and like Hall or Morrison have come on. Like I said, but we'll have Bramall switch that's uh, to the centre back role, and then Revan come on for wing back, and to have played well. Like they weren't outstanding, but they played well. Mm. It's a confidence boost. You know, it's a confidence boost that we've got options. Um, I think if they, if they were forced into that role and they'd done appallingly, it would be alarm bells. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But um, they've come in, they've done well, and it's like, okay, we have options, you know, and it's nice to have options, even though push comes to shove, we needed those options, but we've got them. Mm. I would, I would agree with Bramall. I think Bramall's got, there's an option there with Bramall at centre-back, because I thought, yeah, he allowed the overload on the left-hand side as well. He still managed to bomb on a little bit without neglecting the defensive responsibilities of centre-half. So if that, if push came to shove... um, we may see that. We may not see that. Um, let's we'll find out. We had a comment from uh, Ian says just late on. He says late on the game was in the family stand, and for me there was a, we were very lucky not to concede a penalty. Fred's challenge on Miller wasn't convinced at the time. Uh, Tom, any thoughts on that? I, I didn't think it was a penalty. I thought it, was, it would have been very soft for me. Uh, yeah, it's it's that classic. It's one of them that when it's given against you, you think you've been hard done by, but when you're given you know, you think you need it for you. I don't know. It's clumsy. It's not, you can tell he's not a defender um, mm. because he gets the wrong side and he tries to, he, try, he tries desperately to get the right side. And it's just, yeah, it's it's clumsy. Personally, if it was given, you, you, you kind of think, yeah, all right, fair enough. But I think the fact that it wasn't given, it's not, in terms of if VAR looked at it, it's not a clear and obvious error. Mm. I don't know. I don't think it is anyway. Um I, I think on the basis of being biased, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's definitely one of them. He's got the wrong side. He's not a defender. Um, he put his body into him. Um, the lad went down relatively soft. Yeah. Um, so yeah, probably not a penalty. But I, I can see Kev's going to disagree with that. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't think we're penalty. Oh, I, I, I completely agree with what you said. It a bit, but but I could also. Considering the second half that referee had, I wouldn't have been surprised at yeah. all if they'd have given it. Mm, true. He lost it in the second half referee. I oh. thought, it, it, yeah, up until the debatable goal. And then when the debatable goal went in, he just sort of mm. lost his head a little bit. Um, yeah, like when uh, Lado went down injured, where T, TA, however you pronounce, went down injured. It, it, clearly, an ed- I'm not sure whether he actually injured his head or not, but he rolled in his head. Mm. And mm. 30 seconds later, Kluge started to hack down the man just to stop playing, picked up a yellow card. Then Taylor gets a yellow card for remonstrating, saying, "Why didn't you stop the play?" It's just, mm. yeah, he had, he had some mad minutes. Yeah, 
He did. The only other contentious moment, Danny, from a referee is the Tyler Blackett incident where he got booked. Um, certain people suggesting it could have been upgraded. For me, he got all the ball entirely, all of the ball, and I don't. I didn't think it was a foul. I thought it was a really harsh foul. Um, did the referee get that one right? Um, I mean, if it's subjective of it being upgraded, has that come from Preston fans or has it come from our fans? It's probably from Preston fans. You know, um, <laughs> because let's say if, it, if it's come from Preston fans, they'll always want it upgrading because it then gives them the advantage. Um, but for me, with Blackett, it's one of them where it's like you can see why he's given the yellow card, but at the same time, you can see why it's a little bit harsh, you know. Um, and some people have, have said that the um, the challenge by um, Robinson at Sheffield United was far it was far worse than mm. Blackett challenge, and and Robinson got the yellow card for it. Um, and Blackett's one half as bad, but it's one where it's like I'm really full. He didn't get sent off. I think if he got sent off, it would be more of a contentious decision <laughs> on our side. Yeah. Um, but. You have to remember it's a contact sport. There are going to be some harder challenges that doesn't warrant a red card, you know. And in my and in my opinion, uh, referees done the correct thing where it's like it's not quite a red card, but it's above a talking to. So he's given him yellow. So I'm not really fussed with that decision. I think the ref had a good game overall. There's some mm. some ifs and maybe's here and there with the referee, but he's had an okay game overall. It's the linesman where my um, issue. Is shall we say? Yeah, there was a few instances with the lineos. Jordan Hugo got hit in the first half, which the lino missed as well. Um, he missed a foul on Victor, not the goal, but another foul on Victor as well. Yeah. Um, the they had a hit and missed. It certainly wasn't the worst refereeing performance we've seen this season by a long way. So I suppose we've been um, trained to think that was an okay performance, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, Mark says it was a foul, not a booking. Phil says if it was madly, it would have been a red. Yeah. Which is probably true. Um, John Merrill's still not happy about Tyler Blackett playing for Blackburn back in the day. So he'd send Blackett off for simple crimes against football. But that's just John. <laughs> Fair enough, John. Um, we, we're going to finish by talking about Victor, Tom, because we shouldn't forget it. We mentioned him briefly, but he's probably the reason we picked up a point. That there was a great save in the first half. I thought he was pretty commanding in his box, other than the goal that went in. Uh, mm. Nearly did his shoulder again by coming from one of them. Um, he was, I've not seen he's a dip this season, but I don't think he's won us any points yet this season. But yesterday he did, he won us that point for me. Yeah. And if your keeper wins you the occasional point here and there, then he's a, he's a great goalkeeper. Yeah. So I think that's all that you've really got to say about it. I do sometimes think he could be a bit more commanding, um, especially inside his own six yard box. But I think that's to do with his height um, rather than any technical attribute. Um, but yeah, I mean that double save in the second half, the save in the first half. It's just you know, it's all part and part and parcel of of what he does. And um, when you look at teams like, well, I hate saying that. When you look at QPR, for example, um, and you see Asmir Begovic in goal, you think he's going to win us some mm-hmm. points this season. You kind of look at Victor and think a similar vein. Um, mm-hmm. you know, both exceptional goalkeepers with not a great defensive record in front of them. So if they're on there on the if they're on form, which Victor was last season, which arguably kind of did help well, massively helped us keep those keep us up. If you can do it again this season and win us a point here, two points there, well sorry, three points there, um, two extra points, you know, then it's they all they all amount up 
this with this one point yesterday could look at the end of the season like the most vital point in the last three years of the of the club so um but so yeah i i, I think keepers are a huge part and i think we've got a good one definitely attributes he can improve i think his kicking's getting better but i don't think it's quite there yet yeah he's getting quite. better but it's not quite there yet um definitely definitely improvements to be made but in terms of shot stopping i, I can't see a better goalkeeper other than mm. i think begovic which you know mm. says a lot yeah uh sam darby says how are we going to keep him i think the short answer is but not uh is <laughs> destined for bigger and better things than rotherham united sadly um whether that's this in January or next year or the year after, yeah. I don't know. I'm not. He's I'm not sure. You know, I think he could yeah. be. He could be one of them players who loves it that much at the club. Devout, mm. the, gives his career to us. I, I, don't, I might be wrong, and I think yeah. we're going. In a way, like you said, Matt, he's not been at his absolute best this season, mm. but he has made. And for me, I'm glad because it means in January there's not going to be as many people knocking on that door who testing us. Because I, I'm not. I'm not worried we'll lose him in January because. I think the money Tony Stewart and that's invested this season on wages and signings, it, three or four million pounds is not going to take his goalkeeper away from us. But if someone yeah. comes knocking and they chuck in six or seven, who knows? Mm. Who knows? Mm. So keep 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 being a bit low key, Victor, making them quality <laughs> saves and we'll be all right. Yeah, just the occasional one. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else, boys, that we need to mention um, from from the game first of all? Anything else from the game that you want to mention? We've got most performances um, positively, negatively. Refereeing, cool. Um, so, Kev, let's start with you first of all. Legends Night, tell yeah. everybody why they should buy tickets if they haven't done already. Yeah, so I don't know if you've seen, hopefully have, um, but the fourth Legends Night is coming up on the 1st of December. It sounds it sounds long away, but it's not. It's October next week, so um, it's only a couple of months away. Um, we've sold just over 250 tickets, which is fantastic. Thank you, everyone's mm -hmm. bought, but... That doesn't mean there's 90 left, so it'd be nice to sell it out again. Um, it's going to be a brilliant night, uh, as always. We've got, for the older people, we've got Andy Williams, um, played twice for Rotherham. We've got uh, Guy Branson's back, so he, only, he did the first one at the quick at the rugby club, so he went to the bigger one. And we've got Adam Collins, and we've got Kevin Watson as well, so it's a brilliant lineup again. Obviously, the usual Ronnie and Brex will be there, and a few other extra special guests, so tickets still on sale. Um so yeah, please, please let's sell it out again and make some big money for the charity. Mm. Absolutely, definitely. So uh, we'll be there. I'll certainly be there. <laughs> um, we want to announce the winner. We did. A, we're doing a giveaway with Footy Fits, who are giving away a hat. We've done a draw. If you like the tweet and, and things like that, uh, Johnny Ra One is his Twitter handle. You have won the hat. Footy Fits will be in contact with you to arrange uh, the hats. You can purchase them on the website. You're going to go on Footy Fits. Quite nice actually. Um, so if you want to look at those, did anybody buy a tattoo yesterday? Temporary tattoo? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted to, but never mind. <laughs> no. Um, John Morell says, Where is Mick? I was looking forward to food. Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield Night and one liners. Um, Mick rudely arranged something on a Sunday night for some reason. He's <laughs> been busy on a Sunday night for the last three years, but he's organized something tonight, so he should be back on Thursday. Um, when I mean, I, I, I can get a, a Sheffield United one liner straight out of the way. Like, I'd hate, or should I say, hate to be a Sheffield United fan tonight. <laughs> very good, Danny. Yeah. Very, very good. Riddle. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, last call. Anything else you want to mention, boys, before we uh, before we get off? Yeah, it was nice to have King Bush on the show tonight. Did you not notice in the um, I did, it was there. The <laughs> yeah. 
It must be running out of emails. The emails to think of, to be honest. Thank you, everybody, with us. If you want to go back and watch the interaction, that is still up on YouTube. Um, it tells a funny story about the, one of the Preston players diving in the pre-match warm-up, which is always <laughs> quite funny. So go watch that if you haven't done already. Please subscribe on YouTube if you haven't done already and give this video a thumbs up. If you're listening on uh, iTunes or Spotify again, make sure you've listened, uh, make sure you've subscribed to give us a five-star rating wherever it lets you. Thank you very much, Kev, for being with us tonight. I appreciate it, mate. Thank you. And Tom, pleasure to have you with us again, mate. Always is, always is. And Danny, um, you gonna has last orders done or have you got time to go get a quick beer? Um, I'm going to Weatherspoons now. Um, and, I just like, <laughs> and I just like to apologise if I've been distracted over this side. There's been a swan swimming up and down the canal all night and it's like it's been <laughs> the barrier and disturbed me. But no, we've been all right. But yeah, I'm off for another beer. But thanks, lads, for having me on. And uh, it's been, always been a pleasure talking about Rotherham United with you all. Always is. Thank you very much, Danny. Up the Millers, guys, and we'll see you on Thursday for the next episode. Yeah. See you Thursday, okay. It's a wild, wild to a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, a Duffy. He can hit them, and he does. Oh! Yes! Duffy! The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.